The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Um, will you live and die as a carpenter? Or will you go on to become the Messiah that God intended for you to be? Taking Jesus as an example. Are you going to remain a fisherman? Or allow the Holy Spirit and Jesus to make you a fisher of men? And will you continue to live as a shepherd boy? Or will you rise to become the king that God has anointed you to be? Like David. Praise God. Um, I, I want you to reflect about these things because um, I believe it was Smith Wigglesworth that used to say it. So one of these old time saints used to say, I'm 10,000 times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. And these are the things we are talking about that you, you can become all that God created you to be. You can have all things new. Glory be to God. And thinking about Easter, Jesus has paid the price already. Hallelujah. What each and every one of us must now learn to do is to walk in what Christ has made available for us. That takes some learning, that takes some understanding, that takes some effort on our part. But bless God, we are fighting from a place of victory already. Glory be to God. It's not like we have to go and win the battle Jesus has already won the battle for us. Hallelujah. And I decree over you by the grace of Almighty God, like the examples we just read about, you also will become all that God intended for you to become. In the name of Jesus. Anything and everything that has hindered you up until now, from today they will cease to hinder you. In the name of Jesus. That's the power behind what we are learning and what has been made available to us. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. All right, high five your neighbor, welcome him or her, and let's get into our teaching for tonight. Praise the Lord. So, the last time we met, um, we emphasized something very powerful, um, that we are heirs of God. We reminded ourselves of that fact, and we emphasize that among several other things. And um, the point is that the things that Jesus has made available for us and has accomplished for us, um, they will not automatically materialize or manifest in our lives. We need to understand certain truths and walk with those truths regardless of how our situation and our circumstances look like. So even the person that is seemingly the poorest, naturally speaking and physically speaking, financially speaking, materially speaking, once that person gets born again, a spiritual miracle and revolution begins to take place. He automatically becomes an heir of God. Hallelujah. That's that, that redemption. And that position of being an heir will not automatically reflect in his material and financial position. However, regardless, he is still an heir. Glory be to God. And he needs to now start believing that he's an heir, first of all, thinking that he's an heir, and walking in that consciousness. You can live like an heir of God or you can live, live like an orphan. And if you live like an orphan, God forbid, you will not fully experience the manifestations of what has already been accomplished for you, even though you are already that thing, spiritually speaking. But if you will embrace the truth of what the word of God reveals to you, the moment you get born again, that you are now an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ, and you start thinking that way, talking that way, learning how to live that way, there are things you are going to have to learn. 
For several weeks, I've been talking about the fact that there's no better father than God. And all of us must learn to relate with God in that frequency or that capacity that he fathers us. The same way those of us that have children take care of our children to the ability of the resources we have. God takes care of us to the ability of the resources he has. Glory be to God. And just imagine the ability of resources God has. Praise the Lord. So you, you, you embrace these truths and you leave them out. You, all the principles and all the things we teach around it, they are so vital. They are so vital. One of the worst enemies a Christian can have in this life is ignorance. Ignorance. Ignorance is not a physical person. In this part of the world, when we talk about enemy, some people think it's one witch in your village. You have greater enemies than the witches in your village. If you have witches in your village, me, my own village is a road job. I've not seen any witch there in a long time. <laughs> a road job in Maryland. That's, that's, my, that's, that's my village. <laughs> Sounds like a village anyway. I mean, it's not witches in your I'm not saying there are no witches in people's villages, but ignorance. Ignorance, and I'm talking about ignorance on the level of a lack of consciousness. A lack of consciousness, that dimension of ignorance. So it doesn't mean you have not heard of it before. There's ignorance that you've not heard of it before. Makatu, who knows what Makatu is? You've not heard of it before. So there's ignorance on that level. There's nothing called Makatu. I just made it up in the script. But there's ignorance on that level. I've never heard of it before. But there's also ignorance that you have had your an air before. But you are not conscious as you are driving your car down the road that I'm an heir of God. Both of you are ignorant, just on two different levels. For ignorance is ignorance. The ignorance of Makatu, Makatu will never help you because you don't know what it is. And the same way, not being conscious and learning how to guide your life affairs as an heir will not be the hairness that you are. You won't be able to manifest it. And this is where a lot of us Christians are. This is where the rubber meets the road for us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I want to get into another concept tonight because we established that through redemption, um, the death and the burial of Jesus, we can now have all things new. So the question is, why are we not having all things new to the frequency that we want to have all things new? And it's knowing these things, understanding them, and learning to live with them. I'm telling you that's what makes the difference. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So tonight I want to talk about sources and channels. Just like we talked about you understanding that you're an heir and living like an heir. And we shared scriptures along that line and we, we are not going to be able to share you everything but when you take the word of God that talks to you as an heir and you put that word in your mouth and you begin to declare it over yourself and you begin to meditate on it and you begin to hang around with other heirs that have worked in some measures of their inheritance you will eventually learn how to live like an heir to an appreciable degree so I want to talk about this concept of sources and channels and, and this is the main point of what I want to get across to us tonight. I'm going to define what sources and channels are, and we're going to explain how it relates to how you live your life with regards to experiencing new things in your life. Particularly from a resurrection perspective or resurrection experience. So what we want to get across and what we want to tell everyone is knowing your proven sources and channels what, what, what are the sources and channels that are available to me in life and how to work them knowing your proven i want to proven is important there are too many theoretical christians prayer is theoretical to them it's not a practical reality they, they don't they've not learned how to make prayer like a shirt you know shirts are very practical Clothes, very, very practical. And if prayer is theoretical and you don't know how to put on prayer as a robe, you know, the Bible talks about things like garment of praise. Worship is theoretical for some people. 
There's no reality to it. But when you learn how to make worship like a robe, everybody knows how to put on clothes, you begin to see the amazing impact it can make in your life. So proven sources and proven channels and how to work them for your benefit. You said something powerful on Sunday. You, you need to know how to take advantage of your relationship with God. Like Herodias took advantage of her relationship with Herod to get what she wanted, as terrible as what she wanted was. The children of this age are more shrewd or wiser than the children of the light because they, 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 they don't practicalize what is available to them. Now, let, let me define briefly what is a source. And then we're going to read this text, Genesis chapter 2. And we'll see this principle of sources and channels there. Um, they came to Jesus the other day. And we've shared this in church before. They were having marital problems. And they said, Jesus, Moses said we can divorce our wives. What do you say? And I love the answer again. They said, go back to the beginning. In the beginning, God didn't plan for you to be divorcing your wives. Go and check how God designed marriage in the beginning. The two became one. That's what I told them. And what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. If you, if you practice marriage that two people become one, you, the, the issue of divorce will not even arise. But when you do marriage, two people living like two, divorce will arise. So they'll go back to the beginning. So one of the best ways to learn things is to go back to the beginning. How did God set it up in the beginning? Because the problem with man is man has deviated from what God set up for him. So he's now Fedgeron in his life. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll look at Genesis. What is a source? Um, a source is anything or any place from which something comes. Just so that we all be on the same page. Um, that's a source. The beginning or place of origin. That's a source. And bringing that in the context of Christianity, God is our own source. Because everything in Christianity starts with God. What is a channel? Let's define that very briefly as well. And this is very, very important. In fact, in this discourse, I think we should pay closer attention to the channel part. The source, you have to pay attention to the source as well. But our source is God, and for the most part, the God side of our work, our covenant, our relationship um, as Christians, the God side is okay. God is not the problem. Many times we, the men, are the problem. And for the most part, we are the ones that regulate the channel. Praise the Lord. What's a channel? A course. C-O-U-R-S-E. Into which something can be directed. A route. Or like Americans, we say route. A route into which anything passes. Now, right off the bat here, the point is, it's not enough to have a source. It's not enough to have a source. Because whatever it is that the source provides, if there is no channel to direct it, the beneficiary may never enjoy what the source has provided. If there is no route to pass across what the source is originating, the beneficiary may not get it. So uh, we, we need to have a solid relationship and engagement with our source, but the source alone is not enough. The channel through which the source passes across what he wants to pass across to us, the integrity of the channel must also be preserved and maintained. What's a channel? I love this definition. A means of access. There's no point having two million naira in your bank account and you can't access it. And you have to pay your rent. How many of you know you'll be frustrated? Glory be to God. So it's not enough to have some, a source or provision provided somewhere. Access, a means of access. I love this one as well. This specific prescribed official course or means of communication. 
and communication here, not just in talking, but in passing things across. So God has health, and he wants to communicate health to you. The channel is the specific way God is going to communicate health to you. The prescribed way God is going to communicate health to you. How many of you know God is the source of your health? The official course through which God will communicate health to you. And I just threw this here because we'll see that in the text we're about to read. A bed or stream or of a river. The bed of a stream or of a river or a waterway. So keep those two definitions in mind. Go with me to Genesis chapter 2. Let, let's just do a little Bible reading to establish the importance of it. We're going back to the beginning. Um, why, they said, why, why are we struggling mightily? Why can't we walk in the fullness of all things new and experience the fullness of resurrection power? Um, maybe because you don't understand how sources and channels operate in the beginning. God puts... God designed that man should function with sources and channels. Genesis 2 verse 8. A few, plenty of verses here. Thank God we're all familiar with this story. The Lord planted a garden eastward of Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. So God created the man. But not only did God create the man, God created a garden and put the man there. And verse 9 says, out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree to grow that is pleasant to the site and good for food. So out of the garden, that garden, God provided everything for Adam. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Verse 10. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from that river, it parted from there, from Eden. The river came into Eden, watered it. So that river was like a channel flowing into Eden. And the, the picture here is that that river was flowing from God into Eden. That's how Eden was able to do all the things it was providing for Adam. From there it parted and became four river heads. Remember one of the definitions I gave you? What is a channel? Um, a bed of a stream or a river of a waterway. So straight away from this text we see God the source and the source created, let me use this phrase, a sub-source. Or something I'm going to use in my teaching, a God-given source. Eden for Adam. And God nourished that um, garden through a channel, a river. But it didn't just stop at Eden. Verse 11. Um, so the Bible verse 10 again. A river went out of Eden to water the garden and from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first was Pihon. It is the one that skirts the whole land of Havila, where there is gold. So the channel was flowing and providing gold somewhere. Glory be to God. The gold in the land is good. Delium and onyx stones are also there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. Praise God. Um, Bible scholars, I believe they tell us Kush is somewhere around Africa or relates to Africa. The name of the third river, verse 13, is Heidekel. It is the one that goes toward east of Assyria. The fourth river is Euphrates. Are you still here? Yes, sir. Verse 15. The Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. God gave him responsibility over his God-given source. Out of that garden of Eden, God nourished that garden. That garden became where Adam got practically everything he needed. But he had responsibility over the source. Please take note of that. And God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat it, you shall what? Surely die. And the day that he ate it, he what? Surely died. Now, we know Adam and Eve's story. They, they disobeyed and they um, compromised their relationship with God, their original source. And after they did that, God drove them out of Eden. 
They are God-given source. And that was the beginning of their struggle. God provided a source for them. And there were channels. Those four river heads. The original river that flowed into Eden. That's how God channeled whatever he was giving to us. It's interesting. There were two things we, we saw in the story in the Garden of Eden. There is the dynamics of God's personal relationship with Adam and Eve, I may add. And the Bible said God will come down in the cool of the day and fellowship with them. So there was that dynamic going place. That relationship with God was vital. That's how they were feeding from their source. Hallelujah. But there was also the dynamic of their re, the relationship with the environment, Eden. As long as they were in Eden, they had everything good and everything they liked. When they compromised their relationship with God and God kicked out of Eden, Wahala well, started for them. Wahala well, will not be found in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. And that's the core of this concept I need you to get. What are your God-given sources. Apart from, ah, I know God, beautiful, okay. What, what are the Edens in your life? Can you identify the Edens in your life, your God-given sources? Because that's where everything you need is going to come from. The good things you want to see, they're going to come out of your Eden. If you are compromised where your Eden is concerned, there will be trouble in life. That's, that's the pattern we are seeing here. And what are the channels because it told us about that river that brought whatever it was bringing into Eden and that parted four ways. The channels that are bringing gold and all these other things into your life. Because some people have a good relationship with the source or they can access the source, but the channel through which the source conveys what it wants to convey is compromised. Stay with me, please. I'm talking about all things new. May it not remain a prophecy in your life. Forever prophecy. <laughs> and for, for that not to happen, you must understand how God operates. The kind of relationship God wants to have with you is father, son, father, heir. So you must understand inheritance and how to live like an heir, not like an orphan. And the dynamics God has set up is I will be the source. And there will be channels to convey what I have to offer to you. Not only will I be the source, I will provide God-given sources. I will provide Edens for you. And there will be different kinds of rivers to channel what this Eden has into your life. That's the pattern we are seeing here. The moment that God compromised for Adam and Eve, one, their relationship with God, two, their connection to their God-given source and channels, they started sweating from their brow because that, that's how the whole thing was manifested. And that still applies to us today. When you get separated from your source, you will suffer. Now, I, I keep talking a lot about church, about abusing prayer or abusing stewardship or the things we do. There is no prayer anybody can pray when they are severed from their source that will help them. Because the system that is set up is that you have to be connected to your source. So maybe when you are severed from your source, or you don't know your source, or you can't tell me your source, your only prayer should be, God, connect me back to my source. Or connect me back to my channels. Let every obstacle, we're going to pray that prayer a lot tonight, everything blockading my channels, let it be removed. Because that, that's the pattern here. Let, let, let me explain this a bit better. Let, let, let's, you know, there are a lot of parallels between um, spiritual things and natural things. So think of your employer if you have a job or your clients and customers if you are doing a business. God is your ultimate source, am I right? Yes, but those people are your God-given sources. It's your employer that's going to pay your salary at the end of the month. We sack you from that company, that's the last paycheck you are getting. Except you get another employer. You lose that client or that customer. That's the last business you are going to do with them. 
except you get another customer. That's your source. This principle is, I'm going to give you three natural examples that will help you comprehend them. We're now going to the spiritual dimension. Because resurrection, all these things are spiritual things. But we can see the pattern in the natural. You lose your connection to source, you're in trouble. How, what is the channel? Okay, I have an employer now. How, how does that flow into my life? By the service you provide and the value you add to their employer. So some people have a good relationship with the employer, but one month they stop doing their job. Channel got corrupted. If you stop doing your job, we are going to sack you. If you are not doing the job like we wanted, we will remove you. We will get somebody else that will do the job. So you are providing service for the client. You've been doing a good job January to June. That's the channel. The channel is the value you provide. You stop providing the service, hey, the channel is corrupted. Do you understand that? Think of the food you eat. Think of the food you eat. God has put, the, how does God sustain our body? The food you eat. So the food is the sustenance of life, as it were. That's, that's where you get your vitamins and everything you need to sustain your body. You stop eating. You know you have started dying. We are just counting down the days. Am I right or am I right? So food is a source. God is the ultimate source of life. Am I right? Yes, sir. But God has put out, hey, this is how you are going to sustain. No? He has channeled it inside food. Food is like an Eden to sustain our physical body. We can't afford to be separated from food. Now watch, food just doesn't appear. Somebody has to plant the food or catch the animal or kill the animal, process the food, cook the food. You just don't say, hey, there's food. You know there's food all over this world. In fact, developed countries, the volume of food they say they destroy. Your house, the food your children wasted yesterday night. So yes, the, the source is there, but it can't get to somebody. Some people are still dying of hunger. So sometimes the prayer may not even be that you are not, there's no provision, no source. It's the channel. It's the channel. You have to cook the food before you eat it. And you better cook it well, lest you get food poisoning. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Think about the cars we drive and all this equipment we use. But let's look at cars, for example, powered by petrol and diesel. So NNPC, like our case in Nigeria, or the petroleum companies, they are the source of the petrol. I mean, you don't go to the ground and look for your own crude oil. You know, God is the original source. God is the one that put crude oil there. Till tomorrow, nobody can figure out crude oil got there. God called it there. Okay. But somebody now goes and processes and refines it for petrol, which is not you. So NNPC and all these oil companies are like our source. Then they put it to all the petrol. You want to get petrol, you don't sit down saying, petrol, come, petrol, come. It will never come. There's no prayer. I'm going to pray, petrol, come, petrol, come, petrol. Mm-hmm. Go to the petrol station, my friend. And channel the petrol into your car by pain. Pain, not stealing, no. Pain. There's a process to channel the petrol. Then your car can move. You can't say, ah, I'm anointed for prayer. Pastor Tia taught me prayer. Petrol, come. Petrol. There's petrol now. NMPC in Nigeria. It will never come. And God said, telling me, many people don't understand this system that I've put in place. Sources and channels. You must respect the source. You must know the source. So let me ask you a question at this point. What are your life sources? What are the things? Oh, it's God. Beautiful. I, I give you a pass mark. Because anybody can say God. And I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Beautiful. You are good there. Adam and Eve had a relationship with God. The one I'm asking you, what is your garden of Eden spiritually? Where do you go to? To draw what God has provided for you. Where is your garden of Eden? If you can't answer that question intelligently, and more importantly, practically speaking, this teaching will help you a lot. You need to know your, your God, God is your source, but your God-given sources. God created the man. Then God created a garden. You know, God could have just been giving Adam food. I mean, 
You can just be speaking food into Adam. And God could have been giving him everything. But no, God said, okay, I'm seeing your source. There are some things I will give you. So our relationship is about the food is inside the ground. The clothes are inside the ground. And he blessed that ground. We need to know our sources. And I'm talking spiritually here. Talking about the, the things Christ has obtained for us. How do I source them? How do I source them? When I need healing, where do I go? And what is the channel through which the healing must come into my body? Because there's no lack of healing. Somebody is not just going to the petrol station. There's no lack of food in this world. Somebody is just not cooking and eating. There's no lack of wisdom. Somebody is just not going to the source and channeling it. And until you source it and channel it, you can't leave it. This concept cannot be violated if you want to live the resurrected life. Jesus has sourced everything for us. Let's look at some scriptures. So let let me mention some sources that we have. I will just list some of them. I won't have time to go through everything. I'm only going to mention five because of time. Let, Let me tell you some sources you have. And as I list this thing, if your thinking and your paradigm, we keep going back to this paradigm shift. If your paradigm is, ah, I never saw that as a source, then maybe you should start seeing it as a source. Let me quickly mention five. First source, first God-given source. So God is the original source, ultimate source, our Father. But God has planted gardens of Eden for us. God has provided something that He has put everything that He has for us there. We should now go and get the relevant channels and get them into our lives. Your number one source is the Word. Your number one God-given source, the Word of God. Now, think about children of God that don't read their Bible. Don't move too much. They don't know I'm talking about you. Now, the word in all its forms, so written word, spoken word, prophetic word, spirit-inspired word. Not just written word, though. The word. God has put everything inside the word. The word is your garden of Eden. Spiritually speaking. Is someone thinking of, on the frequency we are on tonight now? The Holy Spirit, another source you have, another God-given source. Think about Christians that don't know how to flow. The person of the Holy Ghost is a stranger to them. We now begin to get answers. Why even though this thing has been provided, some people cannot enjoy it. The blood of Jesus. Look at everything God put in the blood. Power is there. Wisdom is there. Everything is there. And someone doesn't know how to draw from the blood of Jesus. I will give you a fourth one. The grace of God. The grace and favor of God. And the fifth one I have here. Very, very important. Very, very important. The church. The body of Christ. And I will dare add, particularly your local church. Some of us source our husbands and wives from church. Amen. That's where God put them. And then you have people that don't connect to church or watch this. Maybe in the church, but the paradigm is not, hey, this is my source. My God-given source. My garden of Eden. Hebrews, quickly. Hebrews chapter 1. And this is just to expatiate on this from the word. Let me hear somebody say, I have a source. His name is God. I can't hear you. Say, I have a source of everything and for everything that I need in life. His name is God. And he has given me several God-given sources. You know, you are not going to walk up to God and say, God, I need to pay my school fees. No, that's not how you do it. You don't even know what God looks like. For all you know, this may be God talking to you. (laughs) I can't prove that and you can't disprove it either. Because nobody has seen God. But let me tell you what you can do. You can go to the Word. If you know how to go to the Word with the appropriate channels and pull out the provision for school fees that God has put inside the Word for you. You are not going to go to God. But you know you can engage the Holy Ghost 
your teacher of profits. And he can lead you and show you how you can make profit in life and in your business. It's not that God has not provided profiting for you. Is that the God-given source that is available, maybe you are far from him. He, Hebrews, quickly, watch what, I love the way the, 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 the book starts. Please watch this very carefully and catch the message. God, who at various times, in various ways, spoke in time past to the fathers by prophets. There was a time the source was prophets. The God-given sources were prophets. Old Testament days. Now, God-given sources, prophets are seeing God-given sources in the New Testament. So that's part of the church. One of the things in the church are prophets, men of God. God uses them to source things to us. But there was a time, but watch what is now. The syllabus has changed. He has in these last days spoken to us by his son. The God-given source is now his son. Whom he has appointed heir of all things. Through whom also he made the worlds. Verse 3. Who being the brightness of God's glory and the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself poured our sins, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. Having become so much better than the angels. And... He has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. That's one thing I didn't put inside one of our sources. The name of Jesus is one of our God-given sources. But what the point is telling us here, these days God speaks to us through Jesus. And who is Jesus? The word. And God has put everything in him. Here's my point. You miss Jesus, you miss everything God has for you. You miss the word, you miss everything. Just like the moment Adam and Eve were kicked out of Eden, struggle began. You will not struggle in your life in Jesus' name. As long as you are connected to your source. Hallelujah. You know, in chapter 2, you now mentioned the fact that how can we escape the challenges of this life if we neglect so great a salvation? Oh, hallelujah. God giving sources. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. It wraps everything up concisely for us. Colossians 2 and 9. For in him, Christ. So all these things are the things that are available to us in Christ. The word is available to us in Christ. Christ is the word. That's what we just read in Hebrews chapter 1. The Holy Ghost is available to us, what? In Christ. The blood is available to us in Christ. I will give you Jared that I just read from that Hebrew chapter 1. The name is available to us in Christ. The church as a source is available to us in Christ. That is our Eden. Christ is our Eden. All these things are the subsources, as it were. So we do ourselves a lot of disservice when we are ignorant of the word, ignorant of the Holy Ghost, ignorant of the blood. I've shared my testimony over and over with us in church about how God used the blood of Jesus. Maybe I will still be buried till today. God forbid. But the power to break that challenge was in the blood. I will tell you one thing the devil is afraid of. Hallelujah. God has put all these things in Christ. Colossians 2.9 In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Glory be to God. All the fullness. Somebody say all the fullness. All the fullness. Say this way. All that I need. All that I need. Is my source. And you are complete in him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Who is the head of all principality and power? I love that. It means no matter what any devil brings against you, as long as you are well connected to your source, Christ, his word, his spirit, his blood, his name, his church, forget it. There's nothing that I can do. Hallelujah. He has won the victory. I love verse 3, Colossians 2, 3. In whom are hidden... Hidden for us, not from us. 
The same way you don't put your $2 million. How many people have $2 million in the spirit? You don't just put it on your dining table in your house. If I come down, I'll $2 million on your table. I will steal it, me, your pastor. <laughs> and I will tell God she doesn't value what she has. You put it in a bank account. Yes, sir. <laughs> if you have $2 million. If I come to your house and I see 29 on the table, I may walk by. But I see $2 million. I came for visitation, no. Pastor, I will steal it. And I will tell God, he's not serious. So God puts the same way the things in the garden were hidden. You won't see the gold on the surface. So God brought them, tend and keep it. If you tend and keep it well, you will not lack. You will find gold there. It's inside the word. Someone is just too lazy to read the word. Too lazy to pray in the spirit to get direction. Don't move too much. They won't know I'm talking about you. Too lazy to mine all the benefits in the blood. The blood is loaded. This church, I've been saying it forever, is loaded. The anointings that we have seen in Kingsford in 30 years. I'm going back to when the record division. But when you don't see it as a source. It's a source. A God-given source. For everything you need. In him, look at verse 3, Colossians 2. Are hidden all the treasures, not some, of wisdom and knowledge. Ha! Why is my life like this? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's quickly talk about channels because I want us to pray tonight. Like I said earlier, source is not enough. Source is not enough. Some people cannot breathe this hour. There is source of air, but the channel of breathing, their lungs is compromised. So they can't breathe. It is sources and channels. Somebody say sources and channels. God is the original source. He made the Garden of Eden a God-given source for Adam and Eve. Then there were these rivers flowing, channeling what was in the garden and what God was passing through the garden everywhere. So we must engage with our source, God, and everything God has given us in Christ to pull out what redemption has offered us and be seeing new things, new things, new things, new things, new things. You ought to be seeing new things. I ought to be seeing new things. As a church, we ought to be seeing new things. When we engage with our source. But we can't fully engage with our source without the channels. What, what are channels? I, I defined it earlier. A means of access. So the question is, again, I'm going to give you five channels here. How, how do you access what is in the world? Hallelujah. Now, it's important that you believe what you need is inside the word. I think we should stress that a lot. I think we should stress that a lot. Somebody yet hasn't caught the, and the first channel I put here is revelation. He hasn't yet caught the revelation that the house rent is looking for. That provision is inside the word. <laughs> Freely given by God. So that is so vital that these things, the blood carries the victory I want. The name carries what I'm looking for. That is my God-given source spiritually now. But you see, once you can access it spiritually, you can manifest it physically. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. Channel number one on my list, just like channel number one on the source was what? Channel number one on, on, your, uh, uh, on, on my list, Revelation. Revelation. Somebody shout that word with me. Revelation. Ah, it is a problem for a Christian not to know how to channel things through revelation. And I need us to understand that. Not to beat ourselves black and blue in the head. For those of you that know how to walk in revelation, you better value it. That's the river that is bringing gold to your life. You know, there are four rivers from that Eden. And for someone that says, hey, pastor, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've said this with you. I've told you when I first got born again. 
Ken Tegin will be talking about how things come to him like butterfly rising up. You know, I say, what I, I can God be talking to me? These things I'm teaching you. I, 24 hours ago, I, I didn't have this message. Let, let me share with you how this thing came. God to someone once in a while, be telling them how you get. So I was praying for somebody. And when I just wanted to pray for the person, I just prayed in the spirit. I just, I want, God, what do you want me to say? And the prayer just came. May your God-given sources and your channels never run dry. And that's the message I want you to preach. And he now started expounding it. 24 hours ago, I didn't have it. Now, watch, oh, side note, I've been in prayer. See, that's how revelation comes. Not watching Champions League. I watch Champions League, oh. That's not my point. But you don't get revelation by watching Champions League. You can get it while you are watching Champions League if you have been praying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eh? It can come sometimes that way. Mm-hmm. I will teach you about that this, series, this, this season. There's a lot you can learn from sports. But it's not by watching Champions League. The only revelation people have is Ronaldo. <laughs> and thank God that can help you with football in the football Biapa Law, the betting center. But in life, Ronaldo cannot help you. Okay, has he helped you before? Maybe you want a bet in his name, sir. Maybe. <laughs> Revelation from the word. Revelation about the blood. I always knew about the blood. See, when we say revelation, is when God opens your eyes or says something to you. I will tell you one thing the devil is afraid of. You must know how to access revelation. That is the channel. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That is the channel. It's not enough to have the word. I mean, we preach so many things in church, but no matter what we preach, if someone can't catch a revelation by the Holy Spirit, it may not help them as much as God intended for you to help them. Oh, hallelujah. So when I see that days and weeks and months are going by, I've not caught something from God. I should know that my life is under siege. And figure out how I can get revelation. And you know these things are interconnected. Second channel on my list, prayer and worship. You can't be a truly prayerful person and a true worshiper. And how do you become that? Practice, practice. Disciples came to Jesus, Lord teach us to pray. That's how you do it. You just start coming for prayer meeting regularly. Start praying on your own regularly. I, when, I, when God said, pointing this thing to me, God took me back to my early days. I mean, nobody came with this thing from heaven, no. Church, are you listening to me? Yes, sir. They taught us like I'm teaching you now. But after, I, I remember times where I would go, I mean, those of you that know my dad's house, I would go under the house, there only me. Reverend K would be watching television upstairs. Reverend K that taught me the word. They would be playing, and I would just start praying, because that's what they taught us. And for months, probably years, nothing was happening. But we kept praying. We kept praying. Now we hear God like we hear our name. You can't be truly prayerful and truly be a worshiper and you won't have revelation. Again, I'm giving just a short list. Third channel here, giving. Oh, praise God. I'll talk about that as I close. Stewardship. We're going to deal with that a lot this Sunday. And relationships. See, this is where being in church is important. And relationship is not limited to just church, but oh, how vital church is. God uses people to channel his provision into our lives. Romans 4.16 puts it all together. Therefore, it is of faith. You see, all these things are our faith in action. When we start trusting God, praying and pressing for revelation, when we start praying, when we start worshiping, giving, stewardship, living in healthy relationships with the brethren, it's, that's all our faith. So the, the, just like I said in Christ covers all the sources that God has given us, the word, are you with me? The spirit, the blood. I'm saying in faith. If you live by faith, you hear these things and you believe them. And you act on them. Nothing has showed up yet, oh. 
you've not preached any sermon. But for the last three months, I've just been praying, Lord, enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Faith. It is of faith that it might be according to grace. Grace is the source. So we can put it according to the word, according to the blood, according to favor, according to the name. No matter how hot the source is, if there is no channel, what the source provides, somebody may not receive it. Do you understand that simple principle? So no matter what grace provides, if somebody is not in faith, said so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. When you are not in faith, the promise may not be sure to you. Oh, hallelujah. Mind your sources. Mind your channels. Where do you go when you need protection? Police station? Who is your source of protection? Okay, where do you go? Are you going to go to heaven to get protection? Do you know how to go to the word to get protection? Do you, can you see that the word is my source of protection? And then how to channel it? That, that, that's what we need to learn. So you stay in the word until one scripture catches fire in your spirit. Where do you go to get healing and health? Where do you go where the bills are due and the finances are running low? You, you go to your source. Mind your sources. And learn how to channel what you want out of the sources. That's how to live the life. That's how God designed it in the beginning. That's how we designed it in the beginning. And listen, there is no prayer we are going to pray. Ah, you know me, I just pray. Me, all oh, this one pastor is talking about the word doesn't concern me. You will spend there in that prayer meeting. You can't abuse prayer. You can't use prayer to violate what God has said. You are supposed to pray in the word. Hallelujah. There's a law of disabuse. You know, some people just don't want to study the Bible, don't want to meditate on scriptures, and it is not complicated. Don't let any devil deceive you. Reading the Bible is not complicated, just like we do in church. Getting revelation. This thing is not complicated. I can't tell you how simple it came, what I'm sharing with you today. I was just praying, God, what should I pray? And you will know. You say, after a while, you will know this is God speaking to me. And as you keep thinking about it, and boom, 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 before you know it, a life transforming someone has come. And if you use it for your life, hey! Let, let me close tonight. I'm your pastor, so I should not be hiding truths from you. I am on the cusp. And by that, I mean the precipice. I can feel it of some amazing breakthroughs in my life. Some of it are still showing already. But so many good things just happening, new things. One of them is one kind of financial breakthrough. I'm, I'm just about to... When I say I'm, on, I'm asking, we fix the wedding date, and I'm the groom. And it's just two weeks away from the wedding, wedding date. That, that's what I mean. At the cusp. And as God was just developing this sermon, my God just started pointing out to me, this thing is just source and, source and channels. Financially speaking, I've shared this with us in church. And I'm saying, I remember the last time I said this, I, I, this was about two years ago, maybe maximum, not up to three years ago. I used my tithe to determine my income level. How many people have heard me teach that before? The last time I said it, that was the time I told you I just increased the way I was tithing and giving offering. God has, is now opening some amazing financial break. Pastor Inka knows about it. Talking about relationships, let me even tell you, Pastor Yinka and Pastor Shola are involved. And now God is opening some amazing financial breakthroughs for me. That wasn't there two years ago, three years ago. But there are some channels, I, I mean, I've been doing this thing for decades now. I mean, I don't wait for any government. Where Dr. K is not the one that sets my salary. Till tomorrow, Dr. K and I have never sat down to discuss Pastor T, this is what we are going to pay you. And it's not necessary. I have a source in God. And I know the channels. So me, I sit down from time to time. I've been doing this for decades. Somebody say what? Decades. Decades. So this is not something I just have. It has not once, not twice. I just, okay, what kind of income do I want to be earning? And what can I tithe from what I have now? And I just, I mean, you see, some of this is my accounting background. In accounting, if 10% of X is Y, 
It's not even accounting, it's simple arithmetic. Y divided by 10% is equal to X. Am I right? So I can determine the X I want. So most people tithe by saying, ah, I make 100,000. My tithe is 10% of 100,000, so my tithe is 10,000. How did it come by revelation? I was just reading and about it, and I said, you know what? If I want to be earning 1 million, instead of my 100,000 being fixed, I just divide the 1 million by 10%. And this is what I should be tithing. I, I do that. And I tell you as your pastor, without fail, for decades now, usually it takes like one and a half to two years. God will just, something will just happen. That will change. Look, if I start tithing and giving as I was giving before, it will be an offense with some of the breakthroughs God is bringing my way now. There is a source, hallelujah, a forever source. But there are channels. Giving is one of them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Giving is one of them. Figure out by revelation and by the help of God how, how you can be given to the kind of income you want. God cannot touch Pastor T's money. For where? Let me use this phrase. God is too proud in a holy sense. To be collecting my money. To be collecting tight I've been paying. At a level that I say, God, I believe you. And after a while, God will not change my finance. Yeah, how can? You should know God better than that by now. I mean, I know you. <laughs> that way. I mean, I changed my income. I, I mean, whether it's Buari that is there or Abacha, who was the last guy there before? It's irrelevant. <laughs> There's something I call Christian science. Eh? No, no, just leave it like that. You know, science is you can predict. Yes. To a degree, you can predict God. It's not a complete science, but it's the science behind this thing. If you confess the word, it will come to pass. If you pray, God will answer. If you give, God will increase you. I mean, science. But it's just that, you see, it's by this time tomorrow. But that tomorrow can be one year. Two years, three years. And you need to be your tomorrow. You know, a day with the Lord can be a thousand years. God's tomorrow is not just 24 hours. Source. Channels. I'm going to pray tonight. Lord, let me see my God-given sources. They don't need to beg me to serve God in this church, I mean, I found my wife here, and I found several things here. And I will still find many new things. This is the source. How do I channel it? I serve him. According to his riches and glory. They don't even tell me that God is rich. Hallelujah. That's the source. How do I channel it? My giving. In the world was life, and that life was the light of men. Everything I need inside the world, how do I shine it? Revelation, show me something I don't know. You should have told you over and over again, pray Pauline prayer, lifestyle, let the eyes of man assign me. And one day you just want to pray for someone, someone just come up, pray that his source and his channel will never, and you, wow, that's a revelation, that's a word, and you go, wow, wow. And God has just shown you a part of life. Even if I teach you I don't use it, I'm going to use this thing. Then two years again, I'll come and tell you that. Maybe one day I'll come in my jet to church. <laughs> Glory to God. Rise on your feet tonight. Simple prayer tonight. Lord, you see, revelation is the primary channel. I mean, people crucified Jesus. So. Hello? Please let that sink into your, what did they call it, brain? Medulla oblaganta. Let it sink. In other words, they didn't have a revelation that this is God. You won't have killed him if you knew he was God. Just like some people don't know that their blessings are inside the church. It's revelation. If you have the revelation, the way you respond will be different. Just like some people don't tithe. <laughs> I say we, we are using tithe to set our income. Set income. I've been doing it for decades. It's not 10 years. I remember when I was a pastor in Nukoba. So Jimmy came to preach for us that day. So I just mentioned it. I said, ah, he has never heard that before. I don't know whether he's doing it. But I've been doing it since then till tomorrow. 
because the thing is working. Each of you should come and teach us that if they work, if they work song. That somebody just sang. They work. Hallelujah. They work. It doesn't work every 24 hours. So don't get that mixed up. But by this time tomorrow, it will always work. If you stay with it. The word works. The Holy Ghost works. Hallelujah. You stay with him. Pray with me tonight, Heavenly Father. Open my eyes and grant me revelation to every God-given source that you have made available in my life. Particularly those that I'm not yet taking advantage of. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray fervently in this. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.